Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. A massive night of Greyhound Racing awaits at Sandown Park headquarters in Melbourne tomorrow night. And a man who is as busy as a lizard drinking water. And if you've seen a lizard drinking water, they're pretty full on. It's Jason Adams. How are you, Jason? You're good enough to join us, mate, on the show. I'm well, thanks, Jim. And looking forward to Thursday night. As you say, cracking meeting, of course, all surrounding the launching pad final. But even the Easter gifts an absolute cracker. So for anyone who loves their racing, tomorrow night's a beauty. It is a great, uh, a great program. And one thing I've said over the last few weeks about the launching pad series, which I love, is the fact that if you if you fall out of the, the first round of the, the launching pad, there's other races. And we see the, the runway, the launching pad consolation. And what that does, I think, Jace, is create so much depth for the program because we, we see so many good dogs in the series, obviously, with a $2,000 entry fee. And then by having these other races where these greyhounds, look, they may not be in the launching pad itself, whether or not they found bad luck or whatever it may be, but it creates such a, a strong support card on the grand final night. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, there's a lot of good ones to go through the series. And some of them, because they all can't get through, obviously, don't end up into the semifinals and so forth. So I think with the consolation especially, I mean, if... A month ago, that final, well, that, that race was put in front of you as a launching pad final. You'd accept it and say, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good field. The depth through the series is um, very good. And even reflecting on years gone by, some of the biggest names that have come out of the series haven't even run a place in their heat. The likes of, well, even last year, Aston Rupee, Jungle Juice, Lala Kiwi, Firestar, and that's just last year, not years gone by. So um, the depth is strong, and you're right, those three combinations of the of the series tomorrow night um, are, are really deep, so looking forward to it. Mate, we're going to black book just about every runner in the series. I think that's the, the safest way to play. Download the Watchdog app and black book every runner with your GRV account. Hey, just before we let you go, we are going to have a chat with uh, Ross Davidson on the show a little bit later on as well regarding his uh, charger, owner of Dusty Burbsky. Is there a best bet on the program for you? Who wins the launching pad? And also this, Jace. Punters Punting Club. We still need a putters punting club from you, mate. So give us all three if you can. Jeez, I've missed that intro. It's only been seven days. <laughs> Look, the way I'm going to break up my 50, Jim, I'm really keen on Plaintiff in the launching pad. I just love the way that he's began over the past couple of weeks and clearly improving. I saw a quote from Jason Thompson saying the grand final's not week one, it's week three. So you know with that camp, they're just going to be prepared to the minute. So I'm going to go $30 on the, B, on the, on the bugle, on the nose with Plaintiff. So race eight, number two, and then the other 20... We're going to go to the last, race 12, number two, well-grounded. I think he can settle up in a nice spot and hopefully use his strength late. So race eight, number two, $30 on the on the nose, Jim, and then also race 12, number two, well-grounded. How about yourself? How are you attacking it? Yeah, mate, look, I, I'm going a little bit of a cautious approach. As you know, I haven't been in good form for about two or three weeks, so I'm just waiting for it to to come good. Hopefully that is uh, that is this meeting at Sandown Park. But I'm going to go race 12, $50 the place on number three, Arizona Eyes. Now, I see that the red will miss the kick, Balali. I think well-grounded's got early speed and he pushes up the track. Kiss, the, uh, kiss your lips will be away quickly. Uh, Shimmer Pearl's another with good early speed. I just thought there's a bit of a line at the first corner with all that pressure from that trio. I think Arizona Eyes will be the one thumping home at the end and, and he might get a decent price. He's going to be $7, $8 for the win, maybe more, and hopefully well over even money for the place. So that is how we'll do our punters punting club for this week. Just before we let you go, mate, is there anything else to add to this unbelievable night of racing? The Easter gifts are cracker as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolute beauty. And I think, look, that's going to be red hot. Idolise and, and Robbie Rotten lead that field, but then the support acts throughout are, are so strong as well. Immunity, do it, Nick's Bale, Baruga Smoke, Rick and Rick. It's a great field. And a big night too, Jim. Lots of kids' activities on course as well. The buffet's in full flight. Both Ooh. you and I have taken full advantage of that over the years. So <laughs> uh, looking forward to uh, see how that uh, unfolds. Should be a big crowd. The weather looks to be perfect as well. So um, perfect night for good racing. And as I let you run, mate, you're up in Sydney at the Easter Egg. That would have been pretty exciting stuff there at Winnie Park over the weekend. Yeah, exciting stuff. I mean, to play a very, very, very small involvement in the winners, it's a terrific rush. And see guys like Jason Lincoln and Mark Olmos and Joe Lenuti really um, have one of the nights of their life. I think it's, it's not a stretch to say that. It was just so special to see. So a big night it was indeed. She's a, she's a pretty handy type. She's a pearly. Run of the week. We're looking out here for runaway miss. Stroller began well on the inside. Mr. Neo's got better speed. Gets its neck in front into the first turn, but can't cross yet. Out deeper was Wild Bob as they go into the turn, and Wild Bob gets to the lead. Weblek Raiders in clear air to third. Back on the inside, my Neo. Then came Runaway Miss. Well back in the field was Sudoku Cobra a fair bit, and Ha Ha Magoo up front. Wild Bob tackled again by Storm Stroller. Out deeper was Runaway Miss, and here comes Weblek Raider. Runaway Misses charge to the lead, and Runaway Miss will win the first. Nearly a dead eight second. And obviously, with the launching pad on, uh, the, the best runs of the night were the launching pad winners, but I just thought visually the win of Runaway Miss was, was absolutely outstanding. Had to work through the field, was posted seven or eight wide at the first corner, but was able to get around that, then uh, duck and weave off the back, and just a terrific win to win from a, a position that, that pretty much seemed hopeless off the back. And as I said, obviously, wow, she's fast, and a few others were, were sensational, but I thought outside of the launching pad especially, that was the run of the week for Sandown Park last week. Thursday's preview. Thursday night racing headquarters. Uh, 12 races. Let's hope we can get 12 winners on the board. Race one, we're kicking off the first event, 6.08. Sail to Sandown final. I'm going one, Lily Nikki each way on top. Race one, number one. Race two, really hard race. I'm going with two, Bell Violin on top. If Bell Violin can just get into a nice place, we'll be very, very strong late, but it's a very deep fifth grade, the second event on the program. Race three, I'm going with five, stay strong. Don't think this Greyhound's an out-and-out stayer, but the last couple of 600-metre runs have been outstanding, hitting the line hard and, and giving every indication that uh, this Greyhound's ready to get back to 700 metres. So race three, going with number five, stay strong. Race four, I'm going to Indy Matilda on top. Looks another tricky race. The fifth event, first of the features, launching pad runway, uh, $15,000 to the winner. I'm going with three, Slingshot Jonesy. I think he can pounce on the lead and lead all of the way. Race six, we're going with five, Robbie Rotten. I just thought he had no luck at all last time. He can ping toward the lead. Idolise is going to be a big player after bombing the start in the Easter egg on Saturday night. But I'm going to go with five, Robbie Rotten, to be hard to beat. Over then to race seven, the launching pad consolation. Spoke to Daryl Brennan last week. He kept this greyhound for the launching pad series. So I think he'll get that reward with a, a launching pad consolation win tomorrow night from box number two. I've been taken by Photo Man through the series. He looks a serious conveyance, but I'll go with the better draw. Number two, Mobile Legend. The big one, race eight, 8.34 Eastern Standard Time. Group three, launching pad final. $150,000 to the winner. I've gone two, 
three, one and seven. Going with number two, Plantiff on top. We're about to have a chat with uh, Ross Davidson. He's the owner or co-owner of Dusty Burbsky. I've put him in for third. Levitation ahead of him, but I think he's a big chance from the inside, Dusty Burbsky. And number seven, wow, she's fast. Yes, I'm leaving her out. Yes, I'm taking her on. She's back in fourth. I just can't see her getting across at the first corner. She's going to need some luck. Race nine, the GOTBA Cup first heat. I'm going one Jefferson County to lead all of the way. Race 10, probably my best bet of the night here. We'll need to lead. Race 10, number one, Ultimate Avenger. Race 11, I'm going five Rocky Horror. And race 12, mainly for the place, but I think he could win if he got the right run. That's race 12, number three, Arizona Eyes. So good luck on what looks a very, very deep program. Inside Info. Inside Info ahead of the launching pad tomorrow night at Sandown Park. And we're going to jump to the other side of the fence and have a chat with an owner who's got a key player in the launching pad. I speak of Ross Davidson from New South Wales, and he's good enough to jump on the green light on Premier Racing Podcast. How are you, Roscoe? I'm well, thanks, James. Mate, must be pretty exciting. You've got the plum draw, the cherry in a launching pad with a greyhound who I would say in the last four months or last probably four weeks even is just growing a leg every time he steps on the track. He's on the up, isn't he? It's uh, been a pleasant surprise. Um, <laughs> and as as he said sort of three or four weeks ago, he's, he, he's won, run a couple of good races uh, at the Meadows and he won his maiden nicely at Geelong. And uh, we came to Sandown sort of four weeks ago for a, for a um, uh, I think it was a sixth grade event, and he, he ran a solid second, not having been there. And then he came out the week later and ran the twenty nine forty five when leading all the way. And uh, and Tom gave me a call on the Friday morning afterwards, and he said uh, um, we might have to find a ticket for the launching pad for this <laughs> bloke, and uh, and we haven't looked back. And how did you go about finding that ticket for the launching pad? Because obviously you're seven days out. It must have been a bit of a rush to, to get a hold of one. The, it was funny. After he won his maiden at Geelong, I said to Tom, I said, look, they've gone on sale. Do you want me to get one? And he said, oh, no. He said, it'll be right. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he said there's always plenty around last minute, people trying to offload them. And, uh, and when he rang, he said, oh, mate, he said, I had one, had a guy ring up yesterday and he said, offered me one. So I'll just give him a ring back and and grab it, and and so it did. It worked out nicely. From the point of when you decided to go to the launching pad, only three weeks ago, the, the 24th of March, he wins in 29.45. He then goes to box four. He hadn't really showed a whole lot of early speed at any other track, but he's come to Sandown Park in the heat of a launching pad. He goes 5.10 early, 29.40 overall. He wins by six lengths. You must have been thinking at that point in time, well, he's advancing and he looks a big player in this series. It's interesting because if um, obviously when they're your own dogs, you watch them a bit more carefully than everyone else's. And even in those two runs at Sandown before, you could see him if you watch the box lids um, fraction of a second too early. He was doing that little lunge, and he wasn't quite getting it right. And it looked like it was only going to be a matter of time before he timed it. And he he broke him beautifully as a pup out of the boxes and and. Thankfully for us, um, on in the heat, running that twenty forty, and then uh, going into the semi-finals, uh, we were hoping he could produce the same thing, and he's gone a little bit better. 
And this is the semi-final. We've got the audio here. Have a listen to the way he uh, he dominates again, defeating Levitation. And he, he did it with slashing early speed once again. Well, Here he is. Charlie's Misty. Dusty Burbsky found the front again. Is out in front by three. Levitation trying hard. Photo Man to third. And they're clear then of West on Finn. But Dusty Burbsky's out in front. Dusty Burbsky from Levitation. And Dusty does it again. Dusty Burbsky. Dusty does it again. He did exactly that, mate. And, and again, you must be just thrilled with that early speed. 5.04 to the first peg. He's gone 18.63 down the back. I would have to say, if you're a betting man, if we had a chat early March and you had have said to me, he'd run 18.60 down the back at Sandown, I probably would have given you 500 to 1 for that result happening. <laughs> it was, um, even coming into the race off the 29.40, once again, you, you, you sit in your study form and you look and you think if you can just improve a tenth, you know, and get down to that 29.3 mark, and and we had Admiral and Boy sitting up in the two um, as well, which you're sort of looking over your shoulder at, and uh, and you're thinking, you know, if he gets a clear run, like he can run time, you know, we've got to jump so we can at least try and run second and sneak through to the final. We did a little bit more than that. Uh, 29-23, dominated lit all of the way. Just having a look at the head-on replay, he, he shifted up the track pretty hard from box number five to the outside. Now, drawing the red in the final, I think, is a good draw in the sense that if he begins, he's probably going to run the pack to the outside. So I think it's fair to say he, he's probably the key to the launching pad final, or at least he has the key to open the door, doesn't he? I think he's got the last two weeks, he's got a lot better. Uh, his early races for whatever reason, he has been jumping to the right. Um, and those, that beautiful vision you get from above the boxes at Sandown, um, the last two weeks he's gone a little straighter and he seems to track right behind that second bunny on the arm. So I think from box one, I think he's got to go in a straight line and uh, that's going to force the, the dogs outside him. They're going to have to go around him unless they, they miss the kick and tuck in behind. Mate, are you confident from the inside that he can win a launching pad? $150,000 to the winner. It's a Group 3 series, and it's such a, a series with so much depth. Are you confident that he's a big chance to win from the red? Well, um, if you do your form, if you take it in a neutral aspect and, and have a look at the form on paper, let's go off the semi-final runs. Who was the fastest qualifier? What boxes they come up with? Mm. Um. And and a point the arrows point to him. Um, even uh, you have a look at probably dogs like Plaintiff and Levitation who are just outside him. I think Plaintiff went five oh two to the post. But um, when you've got a dog inside to running five oh four, he's really got to run four ninety five to cross him. Correct. Um, and uh, and I think if you can lead the only dog that can win coming from behind in the final as well, she's fast. Mm. And where is she going to get to from box seven? That's the big question, isn't it? That That is. And, um, you know, she, it all depends on her. She's been coming out beautifully too, but she's running those five tens to the mark. She might just get stuck wide. Well, mate, I think you're a big chance to, to go a long way to winning. And, and the dog himself, Dusty Burbsky, I hear there's a bit of a, a touching story to the, the naming of this boy. Is that right? Yeah, the um, we had a bit of... Um, uh, terrible time a couple of years ago with um, um, some family and, and Seth, my daughter, lost a, a young bloke and his name was Archer. And uh, this was the first, but it was probably oh, maybe about 12 months after it had happened. And, 
you know, we're in the middle of pandemic and um, might have been a good thing because we were sort of jammed a bit um, closer together as a family. Mm. But uh, uh, she wanted to call him um, Archie. And I said, <laughs> I said to her, I said, oh, are you sure he mightn't be any good? I said, he might never race. You don't know. And uh, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and when she was having a bad day, she'd go and sit in with the pups and, and it would pick her up a bit. So uh, it's the marvellous nature of, of animals that can help heal. And, um, she's coming down tomorrow night, so uh, if um, <laughs> if he does happen to get up, there's got to be a, a bit of emotion involved. A hundred percent, mate. Look, it's it's emotional hearing to you you're saying that. And look, I, I will say from the bottom of my heart, mate, we uh, we're cheering for you. We we it's a beautiful story in in such a sad way as well, but it is what greyhounds can do. And and we really hope that tomorrow night in the launching pad at Sandown Park in a Group Three, your boy. Can, can get the job done. It would be a beautiful story and, and, and we hope it can bring you plenty of joy tomorrow night. Oh, look, it, it, it's done that making the final and um, and to do it with the sprinter too because we've, we've been lucky with the stayers um, and it, it's funny how things work out. We uh, sort of, I went to Alan Deed trying to breed a super stayer and for some reason we've ended up with a dog with pace. <laughs> um, and so uh, once again, throw your breeding book out the window and... Uh, <laughs> Um, but, but for us, for us to make that make the final, and as I said, it's it's a quality field, and with luck, any any one of the eight runners could win. Um, but uh, as I said, we're we're wrapped to be there, and uh, and even more that we've we, we've got a genuine chance of taking it out. It is extraordinary how the breeding can do that sometimes. Uh, like you say, throw the breeding books in the bin because you never would have thought from Burbsky Fever, Alan Deed, you'd have a greyhound that had run 504 at Sandown Park to the first peg and be one of the favourites in a launching pad final. Just before I let you go, Ross, where, where did the involvement in greyhound racing begin for you and, and how long ago was that? Um, I'm coming up from my 52nd year um, on this planet and... My father had greyhounds from when I was young and uh, we were based, he was a school principal out of Katoomba and uh, we used to have, he had two dogs and he'd go to Lithgow and Bathurst and Mudgee just racing on the country circuit. As a sort of seven or eight year old in the back of the Kingswood, I used to travel along and uh, and then curl up with the dogs on the way home and, um, and it, it all started from there. And we had them high school and then um, I actually worked for the NCA at Wentworth Park when I left school so um, I've been in the administration side and um, with, with uh, at Cessnock and Wentworth Park, Penrith when it was raced and Bathurst and, and Lithgow so I've done, in my early years I did a fair bit on that side of things and uh, and it all came came through there and, and poor, poor dad, the, the times that I came home from Wentworth Park on a a Saturday night with a giveaway, or <laughs> or, or or another dog, I, I, he, he suffered me a lot, and uh, and I'll be thankful for that uh, that we got to hear. But it did take about thirty five years to to get that good one. And the biggest race you've won uh, is obviously with Burbsky Fever. Was that the the highlight of your your owning career and your your involvement in greyhound racing? It, it was. Um, we we got to a point. For a while, um, where we had some city winners, which was was great when you can get that first city winner. And then uh, um, I had a break for a while, probably sort of eight or nine years. I was in Queensland for a while, with, um, involved in resorts, 
and uh, Jason dragged me back into it. So it's it's mainly his his uh, his fault. Really dragged me back in, <laughs> into the dogs and uh, and when uh, Burpsky Fever came along, it was we'd had a couple of you know handy ones in that little period, but uh, uh, we took we took the chance on her there and and of course what she ended up doing was was phenomenal because we paid two thousand dollars for her and she well and truly exceeded expectations there. It was. Um, once again, the highs and the lows. When she hurt herself, we thought, "Oh well, that's our dog. You know, we we won't have another one." And then, um, sort of, we went through the first litter, which were which were more than handy. And then Sunset Bird, she came along, and uh, and on her night, she could uh, she could really really wow them. And and then once again, the racing gods come back into play and said, "Hang on a sec, you boys are having too much success." <laughs> And uh, we we just got to slow you up a little bit, and and so uh, so you know same sort of thing. She she's gone out, and we thought, well, that's it. You know, where do you get another one of her from? And and all of a sudden, this bloke's popped up and and going, hang on a second, I'm going to fly the flag. And he's flying it well, isn't he? Dusty Burbsky, box one in the launching pad. Is the launching pad the race that you'd love to win? What what would be the one race that I guess you've always dreamt of winning? Uh, for me, I'm a bit different. I'm a Sandown Cup. Yeah, nice. I, um, I my memories are of bold trees, um, and I've I've always loved the stays and, and been fortunate enough to have a couple of handy ones along the way. But uh, look, I I definitely wouldn't knock back a million dollar chaser a Melbourne Cup. <laughs> and uh, um, but yeah, if if the chance came along, and it's almost been um, turned into my unicorn because. Uh, I think we've had um, we had bad luck in the heats of one with Sweet Burbsky. I think I missed out on making a final by a nose with Carla Zeus, and then Burbsky Fever and Sunset. They didn't make; they just didn't come around at the right time for for those two. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of my unicorn. At the <laughs> Well, mate, start with the launching pad, win that tomorrow night, and then plan for the uh, the Sandown Cup. That'd be my advice. Hey, it's been great to have a chat, mate. Appreciate you coming on. And as we said a moment ago, we, we hope that Dusty Burbsky can bring you, you know, and the family plenty of joy and and good luck tomorrow night. Drawn box one in the launching pad. Right, James, thanks very much for having me. Well, there he is, Ross Davidson, co-owner of Dusty Burbsky, and we wish him and the the family well. He's drawn the inside, looks to be on the up, and the way he's improving, who knows where he might end up, and maybe, just maybe, he might be the greyhound that wins the Davidsons their Sandown Cup. So good luck to Ross, good luck to everybody involved in what is a terrific night of racing at headquarters, Sandown Park, tomorrow night. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Until next time, folks, as always, it is safe travelling and happy punting. <laughs>